This is Rob Thompson. That's Mike Scharfenberg over there. Happy when oh, happy Wednesday. Happy Monday, Mike. Days all blend together. Right. Happy Monday, everybody out there. It's terrifying. So everybody, welcome from uh, LinkedIn and from YouTube. This is go. This is Monday morning for us. Our uh, our Monday 10 a.m. podcast that we want to talk about influencers in the industry. We got Adam Lamont. He's the global biz dev and sports and entertainment for AT and T, and he's going to be joining us in about five minutes. Um, but Mike, we want to talk a little bit about, because this is a new show and not everybody knows exactly who we are for the most part and nor do I expect them to. Um, but let's talk a little bit about who you are, what your role, what game plan you is. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's take a, you know, a step back to our, our core mission and, and we're a virtual sport tech lab, um, focused around connecting three primary groups are, uh, sport tech startups investors and then the last piece is students um and then my role with with the company is to work with each and every one of the the different groups so whether that's the startup the investor the students and and just help all of them grow in any way we can um what, what else would you like to add to that rob no, I think uh, I think career seekers really is, you know, because it's it's sometimes it's much more. I mean, you're postgraduate. So it's much more than just, you know, um, a student, although, you know, you met as part of uh, our mentorship program at the University of New Haven. And it's a prime example of Mike coming in through an immersion into the industry, um, being a rising star. And I just grabbed a hold of him. I'm like, you know, I, I need you to help me develop this. And his perspective his energy, his attitude led him to become a lot more involved and now the executive director uh, within Game Playing You specifically for uh, the sports tech founder piece of our business uh, and really managing that that role. So it's, it's, it's an incubated idea that became part of our ecosystem of bringing in these career seekers into the fold to discover the sports tech side of the industry Above and beyond, that's the ones that are going to be servicing the teams, the leagues, the media companies, the brands um, from a technology side. And then, you know, Mike now is is kind of into career seekers that come through now have a place that we have a 12-week program and and, uh, and an opportunity to work directly with uh, whether they're brands and teams and leagues, but specifically for our sports tech founders. I think that we that piece is, is huge and that, that was a mission that we had in the beginning and kind of got away from it, you know, as we started the company and, and we really wanted to circle back. And, and that's the reason why this podcast was started as well. Um, but we're, we're really looking at like our core mission is to help, you know, help every single party that we work with. So that's where um, bringing the students back now and giving having our founders who have projects that they need to get done. We, we pair them with students and have those students get that that real world experience of, you know, creating a marketing plan for a real life startup. Right. It's, it's a little different when you're doing it for real and with a real life client than when it's in the classroom. Right. Um, so that, that's the piece that, that we're working on now and looking to add. And, and we're looking for this podcast to supplement that. How you doing, my friend? Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? So let's talk. I'm going to tee up the first one, then I'm going to turn it over to Mike. But um, I want to tee up the first the first question. 
So talk a little bit. Let's talk about your current role, and then we'll go. Then we'll work backwards from there. All right. So we'll talk about how you got the role, what specifically you do there. But talk about your current role at AT and T. What's your what's basically your job title, and what's your day to day responsibility? So my job title is business development rep. Um, and so my, my job as a whole is to, you know, there's 400 or so professional sports teams slash venues and, you know, also the, the managing company of it, of them. Um, so like the craft family organization owns obviously the Patriots and, and below, um, for example. And so my job is to find the ones that don't currently, you know, speak with AT&T, um, and to generate conversations with them um, about what they're doing, about what AT&T is doing. And then, you know, if there's an opportunity for AT&T to help them in any way, um, you know, it kind of just, it kind of goes from there. About your journey to this point, you know, where you went to college and how you found out about this position and really how you landed it. So I went to Seth University, um, which is outside of Orlando, in between Daytona and Orlando. Um, I played college football there for two years. Um, so sports have always been my passion. I've always been involved with sports throughout my whole life. I uh, played every sport known to man. Um, graduated from there in 2019 with a degree in finance and a degree in or a minor in sales. Um, I got the finance degree because I knew it was a good degree, whether or not I went into it was, you know, I, I didn't have a plan at that point. Um, landed the job with AT&T, um, started with them back in June. My one year was actually last week. Um, so landed the job at AT&T as a small business in a, in a, a business development, not business development, um, you know, like a uh, development program per se. Um, and then from there, I had the option to go to small business or global business. And um, so I went from I went to global business and I, I was in the finance vertical, actually, um, which fit my degree. So it was fine. Um, and then I, we always heard murmurs of there being a start like a, a new sports vertical. Um, but I didn't, I didn't have a way in. I had no idea who ran it. You know, at and huge. So I, you know, just did my job within finance. And then the, the opportunity presented itself for me to ask um, once I heard more about this vertical to ask to go in it. Um, and my manager's mentor is actually the, the SVP over sports entertainment at AT&T. Um, and so I was like, hey, listen, like we actually have the correct connection here. Um, you know, could this be a viable, you know, a viable situation? And my manager was like, let's run with it and see what happens. Um, and so that was in March and, and here we are. I want to take a step back. Um, so as I, I, you know, I'm right out of college, I've had a lot of classmates, a lot of friends um, that were division two, II, division one athletes such as yourself. Um, so I've seen firsthand the, the, the scheduling challenges that you have, right. As an athlete, um, and a lot of times it's, it's sport, sport, sport. Um, but you, you were able to really separate yourself throughout your college career with, on the professional side with, with internships and being involved in a fraternity, a bunch of different things. So can you, can you go and explain a little bit how you balanced athletics with also building for your future? Yeah. Um, I mean, I always knew that athletics was my passion. I always, I mean, it's, it's what drives me but I knew that it wasn't the end goal. I did not, I mean, I would have loved to play in the NFL or whatever. Um, but I knew that the likelihood of that was just so minimal. And, and I actually didn't, you know, the fraternity thing, I didn't join until my sophomore year. Um, and when I did, I, I had the conversation of, listen, like right now I'm in sports. I cannot, like, I'll do what I can for the fraternity and do what I can elsewhere, but I can only do so much with 
with football also. And they, and they, they really welcomed me with open arms, which was nice. Um, and then I, I just couldn't stay healthy within sports. So I, I had enough of that. Um, and I was able to dive headfirst in the fraternity. Um, and I, I really flourished. I think I developed a lot of skills um, as far as leadership and communication because I joined our executive board. Um, and you don't really know how to communicate until you have to communicate until with 80, you know, 18 to 22 year old men who don't have parents around, um, who don't have to listen to you cause I'm the same age as them. Um, and so, you know, dealing with that, it was, it was rough at first. And then you just kind of, people start to see your leadership and see that you want the best for everybody. Um, and then you go from there and, and on the professional side of internships and things, I think, you know, I, one of my strengths is, is I, I'll talk to anybody, I'll call, email anybody, you know, if, if I was tasked with calling the President of the United States um, to try to sell something, if somebody gave me an email and a phone number, or, you know, even a template of a, the at White House dot whatever, <laughs> I would, I would send the email, I don't care, it doesn't matter. Um, so I think it just, I developed something that was like, you know, what? I'm not going to get it if I don't ask for it. Um, my dad always told me when I was in high school, if you don't ask, you don't get, and I never really took that to heart until, you know, I was looking for jobs and internships and wanted to be involved with things. And a lot of times I wouldn't say anything and then I wouldn't get it and I'd be disappointed. Um, and then, you know, I just started doing it. It kind of worked out in its favor. Spoken like a, like a true biz dev professional. Love it. Um, yeah. it, it's really, you know, we hit on this last week and it, it's something that we really preach with game plan, you've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like, speak to, to how important that is in not only business, but in just getting those internships, right? You know, you create those opportunities. You may not be comfortable, like you said, uh, you know, speaking with executives, you know, when you started off or, you know, asking for a job. But speak to how important that really was in helping you get to where you are today. Yeah, no, I think it was instrumental i don't think you know like for like the sports thing I, I didn't know how to get into this and then i found out and i would just you know that day i asked my manager hey can i get into this uh, um but the thing is, is if you're going to ask for something like that you have to be able to back it up as well like you know i was a high i was a college athlete i was all kinds of high school athletes um you know and i had performed well to that point so i don't think if you're if you, if you can't back up what you're asking for if you're asking for something that's out of the blue and maybe a little bit like oh i don't know if you can do that um, you know, you have to be confident in yourself that you can, you know, perform well in that, that new role that you're asking for. hundred percent, hundred percent. So let, let's pivot now back into, um, you know, your pr professional job where you are today. So, so what type of solutions does AT&T have for, for different stadiums and arenas in regards to moving forward, you know, post COVID? Yeah, no, I think it's uh, what don't we have is more <laughs> more of the question. But, you know, AT&T is obviously some, a huge media company um, as well as telecom. Um, so anything anything technology-wise in a stadium we can do or our partner can do. Um, but as far as moving forward, you know, in COVID, post-COVID, um, I think the fan experience is number one priority for every team across the country. Um, no matter what sport it is, because my, my school coach always said no butts and seats means no money in my pockets. Um, and so these stadiums are going to have 60, 70,000 people with empty seats. Um, and so how do they generate revenue? How do they engage a fan 
you know, that's not your avid sports lover. Because people like me, I'm going to turn on the TV and watch it no matter what. Uh, even if there's no sound, I'd probably still watch it because there's nothing I got. I mean, it's my thing. Um, but for the, you know, the person that just casually likes sports, how do we engage them? How do we make them think it's a really cool experience um, at a deeper level or even the non-fan um, in a stadium eventually? Um, so, for example, I, it, it went viral last fall, Pose with the Pros um, at, at AT&T Stadium in, in Dallas. Um, it's basically an immersive column, it's basically a massive TV that's touchscreen. Um, and you know, you walk up to it, you put your information in so that they can advertise to you correctly. Um, and then you pick five or six players like Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and then you pose with them and it takes a picture. Um, and so the next step in that is, you know, can we, per- can we, can we do that at home? And the answer is yes, it's augmented reality. It's, it's web-based augmented reality. Um, you know, so you would have on your, from your phone, you know, you'd pose your kids or your, you know, your brother or whatever, um, with their favorite player from whatever team that is. Um, so say you're a Giants fan, you'd pose with Saquon Barkley and your kid or your little brother would take a picture with Saquon Barkley, um, at home and, you know, they could charge three ninety nine for it. Are they going to make all their revenue back from, you know, something like that? Absolutely not. Um, but it's, it's for someone who's not, you know, I mean, like my, for example, my brother, if we were at a football game, he didn't care. Like that was my thing. Like me and my dad's thing, my brother, he's just there because he wanted to hang out with us. Um, but AT&T now owns, you know, Warner Media. So how do we inc- incorporate Batman or Wonder Woman for the little girls and little boys or maybe Looney Tunes or whatever it is? Um, you know, how do we incorporate that kind of stuff to make, in an all-around experience for even non-sport lovers. Yeah, you gotta, you have to engage everybody, right? Because it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's sports is the about the experience. Obviously, the great, the game is great, and yep. that's a key reason. But that's not, you know, sixty percent is there for the game, seventy percent. But then you have the thirty percent who's there for business or just for to have a good time. So it's a hundred percent. How can you engage everyone? Um, so you know, we do. Our, we work closely with sport tech startups. That that is our kind of our bread and butter. Um, what is AT and T doing in regards to the startup space? Are you working with any startups in particular now to to work on that fan engagement? Can you dive into a little into that? I don't really call it a startup. They're pretty young. Um, but Brightline Interactive has been one of the companies we've worked heavily with lately. Um, they originally started as a military company. Um, you know, developing AR and, and VR for the military. Um, and then, you know, someone was like, well, why don't we just do this with sports? And so they kind of just took off running. Um, so we've been, we've been talking with them a little bit. Um, but as far as, you know, s- startup companies, I don't really, I don't see that side of AT&T, I guess, from where I am. Um, that would be more on like the product side of who they partner with and, and things like that. Um, but you know, when, when we do engage a partner, I mean, I don't, you know, building off that a little bit, what you said earlier, um, coming out of COVID and, you know, we do want to engage fans at both at home and in the stadium, but what do you see as, you know, returning back to stadiums and, and things of that nature? Like, what is your point of view, um, on that? That's tough. I think this kind of is where you kind of divide, divide, like, you know, who's a really, really avid sports fan and who just is like. Okay, because for me, I'm dying to go back to a stadium. I want to get in a stadium. I want to, 
you know, I want to watch sports. Um, I want to be in that environment. I'm a huge college football fan. So that environment is just, I want it really badly right now. But <laughs> I also know that there's a, you know, there's a safety portion to that. Um, so I don't know. I, the, I don't know the answer to how they're going to do it. I imagine they're going to do it in a tiered way of, um, you know, like maybe 25% first or maybe only season ticket holders or whatever it's going to be. Um, but I think stadiums are going to be looking into, you know, like thermal cameras, like reading people's temperatures um, to make sure that someone who's, you know, if they, someone's walking in with a 102 degree fever, like that could be a problem. Um, especially if you're in a sardine pack stadium with 90,000 people, all you need is one person and the whole stadium is infected. Um, and that would be a massive issue. Um, so I, I think it'll be back to normal. I think the, I think honestly, right now, these protests and riots and all that will kind of give a good reading into what, you know, what this virus is really capable of. Um, because, you know, everybody was staying in their homes and all of this. And now, for good reason, people are protesting and, and things of that nature. So, and they're not social distancing. So it's going to be, I'll be, I'll be curious, you know, um, so I'm wondering, you know, our case is going to spike because of that. And if they don't, then I would see the NFL, um, being the first one to kind of open it back up to let's, let's play normal. Yeah, I, I completely, I completely agree with that. I think it's almost like, uh, you know, you know, we're accomplishing a positive thing out there, peacefully protesting, but it's almost like a mini case study, right? Because with this virus, we don't know day to day. Like we haven't experienced this before, um, so it, it's one of those things we're going to be. Right. It'll be good to see and then see where things go. But you know, obviously, you can't predict the future. But we always love to hear, you know, sport industry professional perspective because everyone has a different take on on what they think moving forward. Um, so let, let's bounce back. Yeah, I think, I think, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, I think, I think ever, I think, I think all the teams are planning on that, you know, they have a plan for normal and then they have a plan for, they have a plan for both extremes of, you know, normal butts and seats, as well as no one in this, in the stands. Um, and I think that's the approach you have to take and it'll probably fall somewhere right in the middle. hundred percent. I know, uh, I was reading with sponsorships, right? If there's going to be no fans in stands, they're going to have big tarps with, with sponsorship and, and things of that nature. Yep. It's, it's having a plan for, for everything, 100%. Um, but, but let's take a step back again to, to career seekers and, and the real the meat and potatoes of this podcast and, and why Rob and I felt so passionately about starting that. Um, so, you know, if you were to reach out or a student were to reach out to you today who is looking to get into the sport industry, what are, you know, three pieces of advice that you would give to them to, to help jumpstart their career? Well, I think they already checked off the hardest one. And then the most important one is to reach out to somebody. Um, if you don't, again, if you don't ask, you're not going to get, but if you don't reach out to somebody in that field or somebody you want to communicate with, um, you know, you'll, that's step one. Um, and two, I think, and it, it's becoming more and more powerful is, is the power of LinkedIn. Um, I mean, that's how Rob and I met as when I was on LinkedIn, I've, I've, you know, I spec spoken with a couple jets kids that are my age. Um, and you know, we're both salespeople, but we're not really trying to sell anything to anybody. We're just wanting to communicate what, it, what is your job? Like, what is, you know, what are you guys seeing? And then I spoke with a lady from the NFL, um, just to talk. Um, so I think, you know, reaching out to people on LinkedIn is a massive platform right now. And, and people are more than willing right now to to do that. Um, you know, I think, you know, three months ago, if you would ask me, Hey, you want to be on a podcast? I would have been like, eh, probably not. I'm thinking I'm okay. Um, 
but now it's like, you know what, I need to communicate with anybody within sports I can because this is such a, it's a, such a small world. Um, you know, everybody in sports knows everybody. I think I was talking to Rob the other day and he said, do you know Matt Aft? And I was like, yeah, he was my, you know, my neighbor in college. <laughs> like he's like, Oh, I live in the same city as him. And I'm like, that's such a small world. Um, and the whole world is small. Sports makes it even smaller. So, so I think those would be one and two is reach out and then use LinkedIn as the most powerful tool as possible. And then step three, I think is just to learn as much as possible, which comes with those other two of, you know, even if you don't win the job after feedback, or, you know, if you communicate with someone who's been in the industry for a while, ask if they'll ask if you can meet with them once a month or, you know, every other week for coffee via zoom or whatever. Uh, but that's Adam Lamont over there. He's a global uh, biz dev at AT&T for sports and entertainment. And you heard a story. He's definitely a rising and a rising star within uh, the sports industry and entertainment and facility management. And he just gets it. And uh, we want to thank him for his time uh, today. So uh, if he comes back, we'll try to pop him back on again real quick. But I think we're getting end of our time here. Uh, any final words, Mike? I, I just love the what he what he ended on right before he froze. Uh, he was just giving so much great content. It it over it overrided, but uh, no, I think it's just grow your personal brand. Whether that's LinkedIn, you know, reaching out to to different people. It's and it's not who you know. It's who knows you. So don't be afraid to reach out and just you know every day, like we said, just keep getting better and and, and striving to to make connections. You know, I challenge between now and our, our next show, reach out to two or three different people every day. You know, whether it's new contacts or someone who you've spoken with in the past, reconnect, see how they're doing uh, from a personal perspective, uh, personal and professional perspective. So that would be my little quick uh, ending rant for you. No, that's fantastic. And just, I think, a simple trick for me, I always use the birthday. Every We always get every day, we get a little announcement whose birthday it is. That day, um, that's an easy way to stay in touch with people. That's an easy way to try just just reach out and say hello to somebody. You'll realize you haven't touched, if you haven't touched base with them in a year or so, and if things change, people's jobs change, people's perceptions change, see if they want to grab a quick little coffee with you. So um, looking forward to uh, next, I guess we have Tuesday night, but we're going to be doing this every Monday. Monday at 10 a.m. is going to be our schedule. We're going to bring on other guests as well that will just on demand and on as it's just going to be a pop-up. So look out for some of the others. I hope that this was not only uh, informative, but maybe a little entertaining for you, give you a little inspiration. James, how are you, man? Thanks thanks for dropping us a note in there. Leave your comments, and and what comments we could pop up. Again, this is a networking platform. So it's not just about Mike and I. We're just the vehicles to get you in front of guys like Adam out there, who now we want you to reach out to Adam, connect with him, and tell him, you know, that maybe something in the, in in his uh, his words of advice were inspiring, or you learned something. But uh, so that's what this platform is uh, for Mike and I. So it's every every Monday at ten ish, um, hopefully, and then throughout the week. So Mike. Final thoughts, final, final thoughts. These are final, final thoughts. Final, final thoughts. Um, no, like I said, I challenge all of you to to reach out to three people today, you know, tomorrow until the next time we connect and just keep growing those networks. Uh, be on the lookout Wednesday night, six o'clock. Um, we'll release it later today. Uh, we got two special guests coming on from, from the sport industry. So be on, be on the lookout for that.
learn more. Learn more about what we're doing at GamePlanU.org. This is Mike's email, Mike at GamePlanU.org. Obviously, Rob at GamePlanU.org. So feel free to send us a note if there's anybody that you would like to see on here that's in your network. Uh, feel free to send us a note or just below on the comments, just tag them in it. Um, and then we'll we'll take a look at that. Subscribe to us on Sports Biz Radio. It's on YouTube and iTunes. All these shows are going to be listed there along with all the other content that we produce, which is a ton of it. Gameplanu.org. You'll find out all the information of what we do within the sports technology and then remote internship space. So if you're looking for a remote internship, uh, feel free. Well, hold on. He's back. He's back. There he is. I don't know what happened. He's back. Well, you're back. So, um, Adam, any final words? No, I, I think this is really cool. I think, you know, the sports world, like I told you the other day, the sports world is so small um, and the sports world is really coming together. But I think, you know, the, the sports world is in good hands because um, the people that are in it are really passionate about it and willing to learn um, and willing to communicate and help other people. So I think that's really important. What's the best way for people to uh, connect with you on LinkedIn? Yeah, LinkedIn's probably my best about my best bet. Um, and then I, and then we can communicate via email after they reach out to me on LinkedIn. Guys, thank you. Let's get this day started. And I can't wait for five G to uh, actually come up and from AT and T up in Maine. So, so that could help us out yeah, next time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Have a great one. You too. All right. I'm- on behalf of Mike, uh, that's Adam down there, and I'm Rob. You're watching Game Playing You Today, interview with influencers. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.